If you suddenly and unexpectedly feel joy, don't hesitate. Give in to it. There are plenty of lives and whole towns destroyed or about to be. We are not wise and not very often kind, and much can never be redeemed. Still, life has some possibility left. Perhaps this is its way of fighting back. That sometimes something happens better than all the riches or power in the world. It could be anything, but very likely you notice it in the instant when love begins. Anyway, that's often the case. Anyway, whatever it is, don't be afraid of its plenty. Joy is not made to be a crumb. Well, hello, my friends and healers. It's KJ here, and I welcome you back to Stories of Astonishing Light, where we exchange tales of resilience, creativity, and ways to improve our mental and emotional wellness through expressive arts and compassionate conversation. I am admittedly easing back into today's tiny astonishment. I'm exploring ways that we can reignite and reconnect with our innate creative joy. As a way to combat the overwhelm and imbalance that so many of us seem to be feeling lately, including me, and oh my goodness, it has taken me three weeks to somehow put together this solo episode as I found myself experiencing bouts of uncertainty and overwhelm, and even the brief, I promise, just a brief momentary lapse, contemplation of stopping this podcast, or at the very least, taking a long hiatus. Between work and growing my business and developing new programs for us to work together, carving out space for quality family time, writing and creating for this podcast, all things I love, by the way, I actually felt paralyzed and simply exhausted by the idea of doing it all. So I just froze. Can any of you relate? Well, today I'll share with you the steps I took to move myself back into alignment with joyful creativity, and it may have to do with going way back, back to the beginnings, and it may or may not involve actress and director Kristen Stewart, but more on that in a minute, because before we dive in, I would love to take a moment to thank a listener for the kind review that they left for the show. It's the Soul Spotlight Listener Review. Today's spotlight is from a reviewer named Jen Noland. The title of the review is Doses of Wisdom and Healing. And the review reads, I have been loving listening to KJ's conversations. She and her guests impart wisdom and healing along with laughter. It has become a regular part of my week. Wow. Thank you to Jen Noland. I just happen to know Jen as an artist and creative and a thoughtful soul. We've worked side by side now for the duration of the pandemic in our 100-day project creativity cohorts, and she was a founding participant in my live coaching program, Healing Our Healers. Plus, she's dropped in on one of my creativity and compassion workshops. So thank you so, so much, Jen, for your kind words and your support over the last 18 months. I really appreciate you taking the time to share your thoughts about the podcast. I highlight listener reviews on these solo shows. I call them tiny astonishments 
And the reason I do that is because this little conversation corner of mine really thrives because of listeners like Jen Noland. Reviews are how we continue to spread the word and bring attention to discussions and causes that are important in this time, particular unrest and unpredictability, right? So conversations that we have touch on emotional and mental health, trauma recovery, resilience, also artistry and creativity, community, and family wellness. To show my gratitude, I randomly select a review to read aloud on the podcast. That's what I feature in the Soul Spotlight. I also drop the names of any reviewers in a random drawing to win a free consultation phone video call with me. I refer to these as hello calls. This means we'll have a private 25-minute conversation one-on-one, you and me, in which we can talk about any topics of your choosing. This is to thank you for your support of Stories of Astonishing Light, this little project of mine that I've been working on for the last year, and I just appreciate you more than words can possibly convey. So thank you, thank you. Today's tiny astonishment, I don't know that it'll be so tiny because it's tackling a really large topic, a deep topic, neutralizing burnout and overwhelm and what to do in those times where we slump in our creativity, in our energy. And I've experienced pretty strong bout of exhaustion and I guess we'll call it burnout. There certainly was a cause for me to slow everything down because I was feeling so overwhelmed. I've moved through periods like this before in my life and I have learned and identified some guiding principles that have helped me come out of these slumps and restore balance after burning out or at the first signs of exhaustion and burnout. I found that these reminders were ways that I could reconnect with my center. And it's about returning to our beginnings, our roots. I wanted to share with you some of the steps I've taken that have really, really nourished me and reminded me on how to return. So here we go. The first principle I discovered was to go back to the beginning. And by that, I ask and have invited myself to remember my intentions, my mission. I know that I'm to be of service in this world. And I knew from the very beginning that I wanted to connect people who felt excluded or disenfranchised, whether it was from feeling loneliness and isolation. I've always been drawn to folks who have been excluded. I knew somehow the work that I was going to do in this world was around welcoming and helping people become aware of their innate abilities to be healing, inspiring beings. I did an episode I did a tiny astonishment about what it was like to be other and to really understand that being different and unusual, unconventional, and lo and behold, I found myself in the center stage while I was in high school and I was nominated for the homecoming court. That time period is when I remembered a lot of what it felt like to be ostracized and lonely and uncertain. And I remember thinking that I don't want anyone to feel this. Or if there is anybody feeling like this, 
oh my gosh, would I love it if they could connect with me. We could be in a group together, an inclusive, diverse, freaky, wonderful group together. So we've entered this world as creative beings, I assure you. We've so many accomplishments and wondrous events embedded in our muscles and even our pre-verbal memories. So this concept of going back to the beginning, I explore in my creativity and compassion workshops. What I like to do is invite participants to visualize and actually drop back into using all of our five senses and remember this time of experiencing uninhibited joy. We can do this now, right now in a little exercise in which if you're finding yourself in a comfortable position, your spine is neutral, your feet are on the ground, if you're sitting or standing, or if you're lying down, remember what it was like when you were seven years old. Remember what your favorite activities were. Who was your best friend? What were your favorite meal, your favorite snack? I can acknowledge at this point as well, without diving too deeply into it, that I've met a lot of people who have experienced food scarcity while growing up. Where did you live? What were the sounds of your neighborhood or town? What did you spend your time doing? If you weren't in school, what were you doing? What were you watching on TV? What sounds came in off the street where you lived if you were on a street? Or maybe you grew up in a rural area or an agricultural town. What sort of scents, sounds, and sights? If you can think about a time when you were around seven years old, when there was no agendas or structure around what your afternoon might be like, where were you drawn? I encourage you to write down any of the images or ideas or scents that came up for you in that little exercise and examine that. Then ask yourself, when was the last time you participated in any of those activities? So let me explain a little more about some of the guidelines that have helped me through the times when I have felt completely weighted down, unsure that I wanted to move forward. It'd be very easy to slide into a depressive state. It'd be very easy to become disconnected or even worse, apathetic. Another thing I did in reminding myself in the last month of feeling exhausted, I stopped trying to force it. I stopped pushing myself before I was ready, pushing myself to define what was going on. I encouraged myself to just let it be effortless, be where I am, meet myself where I am. If I didn't quite feel like it was time for me to get up in the morning, then I would allow myself some rest. I just recently composed a small piece of music for a friend of mine who had requested that I create something, a composition for photography and film work that she is developing. It's such an honor that she asked me to do so. She'd asked me like four or five months ago. And at the time, immediately I said, yes, I was so excited, so honored. And then I promptly sat on it and I didn't develop anything, anything that at least I felt I wanted to share with her. Her name's Margaret. She's been a guest on 
this podcast and I've been a guest on her podcast. It's actually very recent. I will link you to our conversation on her podcast, A Quiet Landscape. It's gorgeous. We speak all about self-compassion, self-care, and creativity. I was also asked to speak to her creative community a couple times, and that's been an honor. Anyhow, it was months before I composed anything. And the day that I was able to compose something, it was because I had no defenses. I'd completely surrendered. I had said to myself, you know, this isn't to be some magnum opus. It's not supposed to be this Bach invention or a Mozart masterpiece. It's just a quiet sound mandala, a story. And as soon as I didn't try to make it this complex layered sonata, this beautiful and very simple melody emerged and I was able to record it and send it over to Margaret, to which she was very kind in saying that it was something that she loved. And there was something so confirming about that. So my second invitation is to allow it to be effortless. Things have been incredibly layered and curious these days. We're heading into the holidays. We're heading into nearly two years of this world health crisis. And I'm wondering if you have been thinking about whether or not it's the right time to connect with a counselor. And if so, I hope that you consider this as a confirmation because there's some good news. Bliss begins within psychotherapy. My private practice has just reopened and is accepting new clients. Let me introduce myself again. My name is Kimberly. You also know me as KJ, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, along with a podcaster and an artist and a musician. I use techniques from expressive arts and EMDR therapies in my trauma-focused work. I would be happy to connect with you and to talk about how we might be able to work together during this incredibly unique time. If you want to know more, let's connect on a free 30-minute call. And you can do that by either emailing me at kj at blissbeginswithin.com or checking out my website, blissbeginswithin.com or by shooting me a DM on Instagram. You can also check out my Psychology Today profile. The link is in the show notes for the show and I really look forward to hearing from you. point, third reminder, this is not your first time. <laughs> Remember when you've created something and accomplished or finished a project, when you've reached into expression, you've initiated a hard conversation or not even a hard conversation, a first conversation. I mean, this is your blueprint, your framework for success and resilience. You've already inherently held this within your DNA. You know already what to do. You have made it through some very difficult times. Chances are that you have felt something similar to what you're feeling now before. And you've made it to the other side. Something's worked. I referenced previous episode in which I spoke about embracing your other. And I told you a little bit about becoming homecoming queen or being nominated for the other homecoming queen. And what I didn't go into, at least in that episode, I'm going to touch base on now, which is the events of that time of being identified as other 
as unusual and unconventional and possibly unwanted, but also being nominated for a royal position as an other, I began creating stories, which eventually would become my blog that I wrote for several years, almost five years, in fact. And it was called Musings on Other and still my Instagram handle for my personal account. So that has not gone away because I discovered there was some strength and some beauty and something that struck a chord with people when I discussed what it was like to be called out and excluded as other. And I was involved with and supporting a woman who is an actress and a director named Kristen Stewart. And Kristen Stewart became an ambassador for other for me. She became the face of what I would call a royal rebellion and a majestic misfit queen. And I wrote nearly 100 essays and posts on this blog that it eventually became about resiliency, embracing your otherness, the way that Kristen Stewart was showing up in the world as a majestic other, this royal queen of otherness. I met the most incredible people and I ended up writing several manuscripts as a result of the essays from this blog. I've connected with thousands of people around the world who wanted to speak about otherness and resilience and rebelliousness and all because I decided to share stories about my experience of being other and then connecting it with artists who were more visible, like Kristen Stewart, who were embodying what it looked like to embrace otherness and in fact celebrate it. So all of this is to say that this is not my first time in which I've fallen into a creative block. And then what's come out on the other side of it is something pretty majestic. It was also the start of my, what I call my magical little practice, which is Bliss Begins Within. That's my psychotherapy and my creative and expressive arts private practice. So this was all almost 11, 12 years ago. Might even be longer. I remembered that I've been through this before and that even though I was feeling repressed and unsure, I still created something, initiated a conversation. That was really empowering and validating for me to remember that I have made it through difficult times before. There doesn't seem to be any indicators that I can't do it again. Fourth guiding principle, listen to the landscape. Notice your bodily responses. Notice the cues from Mother Nature. We have many answers our own environment and in our own understanding, and we might not be noticing. A couple of weeks ago, Norman and I took a train ride up and down the coast of California for my birthday. It was my birthday request to have no worries or pressures of an agenda. I didn't want to have to plan anything. I didn't want to have to drive anywhere and make accommodations for traveling. I just didn't want to worry about any of it. And so we decided to take a train trip, which was absolutely spectacular. Here's why. We had nothing to do but to surrender and enjoy the journey and notice how our body responded to the external cues of what was already around us. When was the last time you actually were in the passenger seat of the car traveling somewhere? Or when was the last time you took a train ride where you weren't in charge of getting yourself to and from? 
our train from Oakland was three and a half hours delayed. <laughs> what can you do? The strands and clips in between the stations that we went to, there must have been like 15, maybe more stations that we stopped at. But the passages in between the stations were absolutely gorgeous. Orange and purple splashes across the sky, the Pacific Ocean rippling and beckoning at us. We had no other choice but to watch. We couldn't make the train go faster. We couldn't bring it to us earlier. We couldn't skip a stopping point. It was completely handed over to forces outside of ourselves. What do you think we did in that time? We watched. We listened. We observed. I took a nap, several naps. I read a book. I just watched. And it was absolutely beautiful. And in that time, I could feel that the tension was melting away from my shoulders. I could feel that my hips weren't so painful or sharp around the edges. I felt that I could breathe deeper and easier. And I felt safe enough to close my eyes and have faith that we will get to where we need to get to. We got to see a sunrise and a sunset. We got to watch waves crashing on the shore. We were able to see a couple of bustling cities. And every time we moved through a new town or city, people would wave at us as we flew past. And I don't know if they could see us, but every single time Norman and I would wave back. It was just a beautiful chance for us to notice. Notice the land, its textures, and notice life happening and experience, experience what it was like to not have to be the conductor, the director of it all. The fifth point and reminding guideline that I tapped into this month is celebrate the joyful lesson. Celebrate the joy. Acknowledge it with the expression. Movement, sound, laughter. Imagine the relief you feel as you express emotions that have been held back or hidden, maybe stuck. Responses that we weren't even aware of. Perhaps these are feelings that no longer serve us, that we can now release. This is where movements and colors and gestures and sounds can illustrate and confirm that we acknowledge and give its due credit. By that I mean there was a purpose around this discomfort this hesitation, this exhaustion, this burnout. It's a message purposeful in showing up at this time and taking up residence in this very particular place in your body. When you do body scans or when you moved through that visualization exercise earlier with me, did you notice a particular place in your body? Did you notice the tension? Did you notice the way that your thoughts were swirling, repeating? There was a reason for all of these, all of these bodily experiences, discomfort, uncertainty. And so this is where it can be a little strange when I suggest not only are we celebrating this joyful lesson, but we're acknowledging it and then thanking it, thanking the discomfort, thanking the message of pause, replenish. I often send a thank you mantra to the discomfort. Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for unveiling for me my destructive path, maybe my unhealthy path. Maybe if I would continue at this pace, I would become very sick or there might be injury that I'm pushing up against that I haven't been paying attention to and now's the time. 
Thank you for protecting me. Thank you for revealing to me. Thank you for reminding me. In Mary Oliver's poem, Don't Hesitate, which opened up this episode, she says, The unexpected feeling of joy, don't hesitate. Notice it in the instant that love begins. So this, my friends, is all about celebrating this plentiful offering. So, my friends, here are the reminders we touched on today in what has not been such a tiny astonishment, but a triumph nonetheless. See, I haven't been able to find an energetic connection to my creativity for several weeks, yet when I spent a little time moving through these five steps that we talked about today, I was able to get back behind the microphone, back to my writing table, back to the piano. Maybe these actions hold some encouragement for you to do the same. Number one, go back to the beginning. The beginning of remembering what was joyful and unhindered for you. When your time away from work, what you did when you were younger. A time when we allowed imagination to lead us, not obligation. When we discovered we had a purpose that didn't necessarily involve agendas or monetary gain. Number two. Allow it to be effortless. Somewhere along the way, we may have disconnected from the ease of enjoying the moment without the guardrails of logic, and we were listening instead to shoulds versus musts or wants. Number three, this is not your first time. You've made it through challenges before. Collectively, you, I, we have celebrated graduations, initiations, creativity before. Earlier, I recounted the beginnings of what was a blog I ran for five years. It was called Musings on Other. I became interested in celebrating the actress Kristen Stewart, who, by the way, can be seen in your local movie theater these days in the movie Spencer. It is breathtaking to watch. I highly recommend it. I recounted the launch of my private practice and the start of this podcast. What accomplishments and completions have you managed in your life? I have a feeling you have countless successes. Number four, listen to the landscape of your own body and of the land around you. Drop into stillness, surrender to quiet, even if it's only to do a body scan from toes to head, or perhaps sit in the passenger seat for once instead of the driver's seat. Use your five senses to paint a new picture of appreciation Be curious about what you see when you raise your head long enough from your phone or your computer screen and look out the window. Number five, celebrate the joyful lesson. Once you've remembered this joy, remind yourself what it feels like to make, move, play, write, sing, dance, gather. Physically act out the gestures, movements, and words that represent this rediscovery. That may look like breaking into a dance party or in what my sister and I call a pose-off in the middle of the kitchen. Most essentially, notice and thank the reasons behind the discomfort. I know that feels strange, but there is a reason behind the burnout in the first place. If you drop in and remember what it was like before burning out, there are reasons to thank the discomfort. This has been a tremendous couple of years, my friends, right? So we can offer ourselves a little grace for shutting down or turning our attentions away to what we believe are of greater urgency, but 
Perhaps we can also take these small inspired action steps to return to our natures, inward and in our immediate environments, to start anew. If the conversations and stories on this show have been helpful to you in any way, I am delighted. If you'd share with any of your loved ones about stories of astonishing light, or if you've subscribed to the show, if you've left a review, I am so very grateful for your support. In the moments when I'm not quite certain I'm able to keep going, your outreach is the replenishment that pulls me back up. It is my honor and a pleasure to hold this space where we can engage in and celebrate compassionate conversations, creative solutions, and mental and emotional resiliency together. What a gift it has been uncovering the stories of astonishing light residing within us and around us. Thank you.